0: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. The longest season in NBA history is officially over, but the speculation season has only just begun. No, Boston shouldn't sign Dwight Howard. Gonna talk about it on a Monday locked on Celtics. Billy, let's go. Rainy Jay's back with the vengeance. back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Ooh. This is the truth, like 34. Yeah. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars Hey there, John Corrales here from MassLive.com. I'm their Boston Celtics beat reporter. Thank you for joining the podcast. Once again, it's a Monday through Friday podcast. If you're enjoying a holiday weekend, a long weekend, great. Chill out, relax. Pop the podcast on. Maybe fire up the grill. It's going to be a little chilly, but, you know, depending on where you are. But thanks for uh, downloading. Thanks for checking out the podcast. If you're new, welcome aboard. If this is your first time, hope you enjoy it. Hope you decide to subscribe. It's available wherever podcast exists. All you regular listeners, you know what to do. Rate, review, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening on a regular basis. It's a Monday through Friday podcast. It's the number one Boston Celtics podcast in the world. So thank you for all of that. Today, uh, season is over. Going to talk about the end of the NBA season. It is officially over. A champion has been crowned. I do not know who the champion is, but a champion has been crowned. Alright, whatever. Congratulations on the Los Angeles Lakers for their 12th championship. Going to talk about the end of the season. Going to talk about LeBron James's legacy. I feel like this is going to be the topic all day long, and and I just want to kind of squash some things that are going to be discussed. I know it's going to be all over the place. And then, speculation season is here. So, we've got people talking about a trade for Buddy Heald. We've got people talking about signing Dwight Howard, and... That's definitely something I want to squash. So I'm going to do that in the third segment. So LeBron stuff's in the second segment. Right now, though, just the season, the NBA season is officially done. A lot of people didn't think we were going to get here. It didn't look like we were going to get here for a while. I got to shout out the NBA for making it happen for crowning a champion for putting this thing back on and just a congratulations to all of the people who worked really, really hard to make this happen. And from a Celtics perspective, all of the people, the behind the scenes people that made the day in day out stuff work. um, The PR people who put on, all of the Zoom calls that, that helped people like me bring to you the stories. Uh, people in the NBA media uh, office that, that, that helped us bring you these stories. All of the people who helped set things up. Thousands and thousands of people who made all of this possible. And the league for creating a scenario that worked they made it happen. We got basketball back. Um, they made sure that everybody was healthy. The uh, players were tested regularly. It, what, really what it showed is you test players regularly, you take the right precautions, you're going you're gonna to do pretty well against this virus. There's, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be the way it's been while we're out. You know, It, it doesn't have to be as bad as it is. NBA proved that. It doesn't have to be that bad. They put on a bubble for 170-plus games over three months. Shout out to the players, to the coaches, to the staffs that spent all of that time away from their families I don't think, like, we may see a bubble situation to start next season. I don't know what next season's going to look like. Don't even know when it's going to start, January, February, March. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to want to just start. And do they start inside a bubble again as they wait for vaccines or rapid testing or whatever to get people into arenas? How safe is it going to be? Like we need to make sure that everything is safe. We're looking at the NFL, look at you know baseball and the the problems that they've had. The NBA doesn't want to have that problem. Uh, it's It's kind of like kind of upsetting that the NFL continues to push these players to play. Uh, I'm watching some of the games today. Uh, on Sunday, and you know there, there are fans in the stands. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. It it doesn't it doesn't seem to be going well. But anyway, the the NBA. I don't know what they're going to do next next season. They certainly are not going to have a three month bubble. They can't have this again. This was hard for players to go through. This was hard for everybody to go through to be away for that long it really really took a toll on these guys so we have to we have to acknowledge that it took a toll on all of these guys i wonder how different it would have been had this been a normal season would these have been the two nba finalists would this have been how the season went it is really hard to acknowledge you know how different this would have been Had this been just a normal season that didn't shut down, would the Celtics have gotten to the conference finals? I don't know. How would Kemba Walker's knee have gone? Did the layoff give the Miami Heat time to kind of figure themselves out? Did it give the Lakers and LeBron James a chance to rest and be fresh for a playoff run? It's Yeah, but would they have been able to do this in a regular scenario? Hard to say. But it's done and the NBA accomplished something big and I think that should just be acknowledged. They did they did a great job. So now what's next? Now we have to wait for the money to be counted. Now we wait for the money to be kind of, you know, a, a, the the full accounting to be done so they know how bad the the financial hit from this season was. Uh, the salary cap numbers have to be hammered out like ASAP. These teams are waiting; they don't know how things are going to move forward. The, Danny Ainge is waiting for the the league's kind of the, first of all the word of all right. This is this is the scenario. This is our financial scenario, and then they need to have the collectively bargained salary cap numbers kind of put together. So that stuff needs to happen right away. Like the NBA just finished up the season. They are right back at work. Like they are immediately working on this next season because we're only just getting started. The Celtics have to figure out where their salary cap, the, the, the tax line is, all of that stuff, so they know, hey, if, if Gordon Hayward opts in, here's here's our scenario. And I'm sure they're operating under different scenarios, but I think a little bit of clarity would really be nice for them because there are a lot of different ways this offseason can go. And as I've said in other podcasts, the Celtics are kind of in a position here where they they are prepared to make some moves they can make some moves they have moves to make but the final salary cap numbers are really going to impact how this how this proceeds because if the losses are worse than we think and the NBA says to the players union you know, like we we want to keep it flat but if we keep it flat now at 109 million then the increases, because we lost so much, the increases aren't going to be as big as you think next year. So maybe the salary cap drops a little bit. And that has a big impact. It has a big impact on how the Celtics operate. It has a big impact on whether they are willing to pay a tax or maybe not willing to pay a tax or, or how willing they are to do certain things. So we're waiting on the NBA to get these final numbers out and and show us the path because this is so much. It, it, it's hard for me to do a podcast for you because there are so many unknowns. I don't know what's next for the league, for this team. I don't know. I don't know what the final numbers are. I don't know what the final impact is. if If Gordon Hayward opts in tomorrow... I don't know the full impact because I don't know where that's going to put the Celtics as far as the tax. I don't know that stuff. So this is such a unique time. The league is is in this position for obvious reasons. They're, they're just going to have to... They have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of work to do. Up next... LeBron James's legacy and why this championship didn't mean a damn thing. Talk about that next. It's tough to talk about erectile dysfunction at any time for guys. It's it's tough to um, have that discussion with your significant other because it's embarrassing. Right? You're embarrassed by it. It doesn't have to be. I know that you use the excuses. The, had a long day. I'm not feeling it. I'm tired. I stayed up late watching the game. I just really want to get some sleep. Anything that you can to deflect. But, a healthy life does include a healthy sex life. And if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, then you may not feel like your best self. So, there is help. And you can get it Confidently, discreetly through Roman. If you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real US licensed healthcare professional who can sp- prescribe the medicine that you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, it's simple, and it's discreet. Getting started is very simple. Just go to roman.com slash locked on and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. So complete your online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash NBA and get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment a free online visit and free two day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked on for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. Getroman.com slash locked on. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So LeBron James won his fourth championship and you're going to hear a ton all day long on Monday about his legacy and what this does to his legacy and how this cements this for his legacy and how this, no, it's not true. None of what you hear on Monday is going to be true. The only thing that's true is that his, his legacy was already cemented that the fourth title doesn't mean anything because he's already one of the greatest players of all time. And ranking them one through whatever is a ridiculous endeavor. It's it's stupid. Ranking players one through 10 or one through 50, whatever, whatever. Here's Here's what I do. I envision a room where all the greats, the greatest greats, are in this room. And LeBron's been in that room for a while. Right? Like, Jordan's in that room. Bird is in that room. Russell is in that room. There are a select few players who are just the all-time all-time greats and wherever you want to rank them fine it's so subjective there's recency bias there are there're just too many differences in the league Appreciate the league for what it is. Appreciate these guys for what it is. And I know it's a barroom discussion. That's fine. You want to have that barroom discussion? Go for it. You know, it's fun to have debates and okay, fine. Go for it. Have your debates. But really, honestly, there's no debating LeBron or Michael Jordan. How are you going to pick between LeBron or Michael Jordan? How are you going to pick between those two and Bill Russell? How are you going to pick between them and Larry Bird? How how are you going to pick between these guys? Magic Johnson. These guys who all have claims to be in that room. How are you going to make these picks? Because Jordan played, yeah, he was 6-0 in championships. But I could easily sit there and say, well, he won... All of those championships in the 90s when expansion diluted the league and spread out the talent and really didn't give him the challenge that LeBron had. And I can also say that LeBron didn't perform as well as, as Michael did in all of his opportunities to, to win a championship and has some stinkers along the way and has been beaten along the way in a way that Michael Jordan hasn't. I mean, you can cherry pick different things and make your case for one or for the other. The rules have been different. I remember specifically, there's a video somewhere out there of Michael Jordan teaching you how to hand check. That he would explain to people that he was... Part of the reason why he was such a good defender... It's because he could put his hands on somebody's hip and turn you where where he wanted you to go. There's no hand-checking in today's NBA. So you want to sit there and say, oh, well, Jordan wouldn't have been as good a defender in today's NBA because he couldn't do the one thing that he really did well and hand-check. I mean, you can go back and forth. This is like the Princess Bride with a battle, the battle of wits where Vinzini goes back, like, well, I obviously can't choose the wine that's in front of me, and I obviously can't choose the wine that's in front of you. And then he goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You can do that. That's what this debate is. You go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's a fine way to kill a night at the bar with another NBA lover. But in reality, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You give me prime Larry Bird and he's going to go do some damage and he didn't go up against prime Michael Jordan and he didn't go up against prime LeBron but prime Larry Bird won three straight MVPs, three straight MVPs in the 1980s, the heyday of the NBA. At the NBA, I mean that is golden era of NBA basketball, the 1980s. That's when players were, you know, you were allowed to foul the shit out of people. The The league, there were free agents, but they still weren't. There, there wasn't the level of player movement. So there were a lot of really good teams with a lot of really good players. And Larry Bird won three straight MVPs. I mean, that's ridiculous. And you're going to tell me that he's not part of this conversation somehow because he got hurt. And what skills translate? There was no three-pointer, no emphasis on the three-pointer when Larry Bird was playing, when when he shot a three, there's a there's a famous story of Bill Fitch getting pissed off. The Danny Ainge told the story. He told the story on this podcast about Bill Fitch telling the guys not to shoot threes. Where if that exact team, if the 1986 Celtics were somehow magically transported to the 2020 NBA season, they would be told literally the opposite. Why aren't you shooting as many threes as you can? Larry Bird, you're one of the best shooters in the league. Fire away. You know Larry Bird played that that one game mostly left-handed just to challenge himself. You don't think that Larry Bird just to challenge himself in a league where Steph Curry takes 35-footers, 40-footers, you don't think, after seeing Damian Lillard pull up from the logo, pull up from like the jump circle just over half court, you don't think that he wouldn't just challenge himself to be one of the best 40-foot shooters in the league? But that's not what he was. So how can you use his era to compare against this era? You can't. How can you go back to the sixties where Bill Russell dominated an entire decade. And you sit there and say, well, of course the league had like six, six people in it, <laughs> six teams. It, it wasn't fully integrated. Black players were starting to enter. Obviously Bill Russell, the Celtics had a few, but there were a lot of really good players who were excluded and you say, Bill Russell's the greatest winner of all time. But he played in this era. Well, how can you compare this era to that era? And how do you know that Bill Russell in this era wouldn't be just as dominant because mentally he's just, that's just who he is. And that in today's, with today's medicine, he wouldn't just be like a monster. That instead of looking like a string bean, that he'd look like Bam on a Bile. You know? Pig. Monstrous. So, I don't think it's worth debating these people's legacies. Because it excludes so much. I want to celebrate the entire game of basketball. And again, I'm not telling you not to have this debate because I know it's fun. You want to have a couple of beers, debate it with your friends, have an argument that's not really an argument, go for it. That's fine. Go for it. But it doesn't matter, and I prefer to enjoy the entirety of the league because what Bill Russell did built the league for what the – the Celtics of the seventies and the league, the the NBA of the seventies was able to do. And they built the league for the eighties and then so the same for the nineties and so on and so on. Without Bill Russell, there's no LeBron James. And I prefer to appreciate that Okay, yeah, LeBron James just won a title with the Lakers, and and I'm sure Celtics fans don't want to hear it. I'm sure plenty of Celtics fans don't want to hear praise for LeBron James, but he is who he is, and he's one of the best ever to do it. You want to say the best? Fine. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. These guys are the best players in history, and there's going to be another one next I mean, could Jason Tatum be in that discussion 10 years from now? Maybe if he continues at this path, maybe. And you know what I'll want to do? I'll want to put him in that room when I'm 57 and doing whatever a podcast is. Then in 10 years, whatever that thing is. And Jason Tatum has a career that's worthy of it. I'll sit here wherever I am and say, you know what? Open up the door. Jason Tatum walk on in buddy you've earned your spot in this room and we're going to appreciate all of the guys who are in that room up next I refuse to appreciate some of the discussion about the trade speculation because it's silly (laughs) and I think I think the people that people want uh no Uh, no thanks very much a pass that's next. I am not passing, though, on a built Bar. Give me all the built Bars. I'm going to buy myself some more built Bars because I just ran out, and I got to buy myself some more because they are the most delicious protein bar on the market, and they're great. They not only taste great. They're not only covered in 100% chocolate. They're not only options for people who have nut allergies, uh, great options for people who are looking for something to indulge in, if you're health conscious, they're, they're just the best protein bars on the market. I know I can have one after a workout and feel good about it. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. If you're on one of those keto diets, perfect. Boom, have one. No problem. My favorite is the peanut butter. I know the 19 grams of protein in that peanut butter one is great for after I get a lift so it can feed the muscles that I'm trying to build. It's only 180 calories. So after I spend a half hour busting my ass on that elliptical, this protein bar is not gonna wipe out everything that I did. I'm actually burning more calories than I'm taking in. And it's only five grams of sugar, five net carbs, five grams of net carbs. It's beautiful, it's perfect. Go to builtbar.com right now. You can use the promo code, even if you've used it before, use it again. Locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. 20% off. 20 with the promo code locked on. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on for 20% off your next order. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at On Celtics on Instagram. So I didn't hear it, but apparently Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe were on the uh, BS podcast or whatever. And the idea of a Gordon Hayward, Romeo Langford, and 2020 first-round pick for Buddy Healed trade was discussed. What? Shout out to Brian Rob who wrote about this on Boston Sports Journal. B Rob does good work, Uh, and he broke this down very well. I agree with B Rob. People have brought up the Buddy Healed possibility, a trade possibility, because he is like done with Sacramento, even. Even though he just signed a four year contract extension, he basically went out, got the money, signed the contract, and before he signed that contract, there were already problems. Then they gave him the money and he kind of stopped complaining. And now apparently he wants out again. All right, fine. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not it doesn't sit well with me that he's kind of that, that it played out this way. But it's also Sacramento, and it's a bit of a mess, and I can see a player being a little disgruntled with that. I'm not going to go too crazy about that. I am going to go crazy about, though, this offer of Gordon Hayward, Romeo Langford, and a first-rounder for Buddy Heald. Do we really think that Buddy Heald is that good? Okay, he's an elite shooter. He is, he is a top shooter in the NBA, and that is – the number one skill that you want. And the Celtics, you sit there and you say, okay, we need shooting in Boston. Fine. Gordon Hayward, Romeo Langford, and a first rounder for Buddy Heald. Just feels outrageously expensive for Buddy Heald, who is not going to play any defense. He is not going to play any defense. I Unless Brad Stevens unlocks something in him, and if you pull this off, if Brad Stevens were able to unlock defense in Buddy Heald, if he were able to get Buddy Heald to play defense, then they should just rename Coach of the Year after Brad Stevens because that would be the best coaching job in in the NBA. Buddy Heald, no. The Celtics are not going to get – first of all, they're not going to give up I assume you when when you talk about Gordon Hayward being part of the trade, you're just saying Gordon Hayward is, has opted in and you've got you've gotta throw that salary out and I, first of all I'm not even sure the numbers work I didn't even run this through. Hayward opts in he's at 34 million Romeo Langford is at 3.6 that's 37 almost 38 million. Buddy healed is making 20 uh what's he making? 24 25 million. That I, that doesn't work. So they have to throw in some extra salary, which whatever. They I'm sure they can do that. That that's fine. You can If Jabari Parker opts in, they can throw in Jabari Parker, I suppose. But whatever. Um I just don't think that's worth it. I don't think I would rather I would rather see how Romeo Langford pans out. Give Romeo Langford a year to see what he can become. You don't want to give up on him just yet. Like he was snake bitten and all of that stuff and I think that him having um that surgery, I know that that's going to set him back. I I want to see how he pans out. The first round pick, the 2021st round pick I hope that's, that's a late Not the 14th pick. That's just too expensive. If you want to throw them the 26th or the 30th pick, I guess, okay. But look, I'm not giving up on Gordon Hayward. This feels like a reactionary Gordon Hayward thing. And I'm not here for reactionary Gordon Hayward trades. Like the reactionary Gordon Hayward stuff, no, because he's he's still good. You can't look at what he did in... The conference finals, when he came back two weeks early from uh, an injury, or he needed two more weeks of rehab, and he should have been worked in more slowly. But they, no one had the luxury of that because it's the conference finals, and you needed something to go right. And he was trying, and I, I just don't think that that people are looking at that performance as if he was fully healthy and he just, oh, he just couldn't do it. I, I, I'm just not ready to give up on Gordon Hayward yet. I've talked about it before. I'm, like, I'm not opposed to a Gordon Hayward trade. If he opts in and you're willing to trade somebody, like if you're willing to trade him for somebody, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't want to give up on Gordon Hayward just to be like, throw him out there for anything. He's just salary. Gordon Hayward is not just salary. He's a good player you got to remember that he was a good player this year for Boston. He was good. So it was, it was an ankle sprain that it's probably already feeling better. And in, you know, by November he's going to be like fine. And so by the time the season rolls around, he's going to have an actual full off season where he's working on stuff and working on his game and, and trying to improve even more, I just don't think you give up on Gordon Hayward just yet. Now, I understand using him to get another quality player, or two quality players. I understand that. I'm not saying he's untradeable. We've talked about this on the, on the podcast. But not for Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's a great shooter. He can score, but he can't do everything. And do you really want Buddy Heald, who's going to shoot a ton on this team with Jason Tatum and with Jalen Brown to eat up touches? You're going to give away one of the most unselfish guys, a team-first guy that would rather pass to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to get Buddy Heald, who's going to want to go in and shoot as much as possible and think that he's your best player or second-best player or whatever? Is that what you want? I don't think so. I think the Celtics want somebody that's going to be more complimentary. And you can't just look at his shooting percentage and be like, yes, we need that shooting person. We need that 40% shooter or 30, whatever number it is. He's going to want to shoot a lot. He's going to be a high volume guy. You can't trade for a high volume shooter like that. And what's he gonna do? Come off the bench? You think Buddy Heel's gonna wanna come off the bench? Please. No, that's not. You're not gonna pay him twenty four million dollars, twenty five million next year, and have him come in and think like, oh yeah, I'm I'm fine being your sixth man or seventh man or whatever. You're not he's not gonna wanna do that. This makes no sense to me. So, Buddy healed out. Also out, Dwight Howard. I had this conversation with people Friday night. Dwight Howard only played in garbage time in game six of the finals. Dwight Howard is not the answer. And especially now that he got his title, you think he's going to want to listen to what people have to say? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's not the answer for the Celtics. I'd rather try to get Aaron Baines. I'd rather try to see if Robert Williams can figure it out. Like, Robert Williams figuring it out is the number one. If he can figure things out, then the Celtics are in great position. Great position. Now, I do have questions about whether the Celtics are going to be patient enough. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody about it. But... It's probably better for the Celtics to try to get Robert Williams to figure things out. You think that Dwight Howard is going to be the answer? No, 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 (laughs) not even close. Not even close. First of all, I'm very anti Dwight Howard anyway. Like that's, I've never liked Dwight Howard. I've never not once liked Dwight Howard. And I don't think that this season proves anything. I think Dwight Howard's been okay. Small doses. But there's no LeBron on the Celtics to keep Dwight in check. You know what I mean? There's no Anthony Davis on the Celtics to keep Dwight in check. I don't know that Jason Tatum's going to be the one to keep Dwight in check. Like you need a strong personality to counteract Dwight's personality. I don't want him anywhere near these Boston Celtics. I do not want him anywhere near these Boston Celtics. No chance. He's not he's not what they need. He's not what they need. He's not who you think he is. He's not the old Dwight He's not the old Dwight with a new attitude. No. No, no, no. He's just Dwight Howard. And it's it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to have him. And and how old is he anyway at this point? What's he? Let me look it up real quick. 35. 35-year-old Dwight Howard who used to have back problems. No. No, 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 no. I'm just, congratulations, Resign with the Lakers, go ahead, stay there. No, I'm, I'm good. All right, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're having a, a nice long weekend, kick back, relax. Hope you're enjoying it. You deserve a day off. All of you first-time listeners, hope you've enjoyed the podcast enough to subscribe. Regular listeners, your ratings and reviews are very much appreciated. And so is sharing the podcast. When somebody asks you which podcast they should be listening to, you should say the Locked On Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.